today is I Hate Everything About You, Three Days Grace. Hostile. And this is dedicated to all the former Habs, you know, P.K. Subban, Love. <laughs> like, I mean, you, you just hate everything about them now, but you love them. Yeah, right? love to so, hate. Yeah, so that's how I feel. That song comes to mind every time my former Hab comes to town, especially okay. uh, David DeHarnay. Okay, okay. Uh, before I start, I got an apology that I want to uh, dish out here. To who? Dear Carl, I've been really hard on you, real hard, curling hard, but uh, he's been sticking up for his teammates, dropping the gloves, he's cleaned up his game, proud of him. You know, as everybody knows, I've had a lot of criticism for Carl Alsner this season, Oh yeah, but I'm a man of honor, and I can admit when somebody has turned their life around. So Carly, I'm sorry. Keep up the good work. a boy, Carl. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to talk about uh, looks like we're stuck with Mark. Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Everything okay, Charlie? Uh, has Claude found any pieces to the final puzzle yet? Raju, why did you leave us? Is the playoff format unfair, Gibby? Is mm. it? Okay. Uh, you will learn a little more about us, and we have a new segment. Word on the birds. Little Blue Jay segment for y'all. So sit back and uh, let us perform intercourse to your ears. Whoa. Okay there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what happened since we were gone? Uh, TFC. Yeah. Upsets Mexican League champs. Mm-hmm. I know you're, you're not uh, the biggest MLS fan. No. But this is a pretty big deal. Really not. Um, uh, listen, the MLS... I mean, good, good for them. Yeah, no, good for them. And this is a huge deal. I think people who are not soccer fans can't, won't really appreciate this. But, I mean, this is a big deal. MLS has come a long way. The, the soccer, the quality of the soccer has improved big time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for them to go into a Mexican city and beat one of the top the champions of Mexico... Big, big deal. So props to the MLS and props to TFC. They got to face Club America, right? I believe that's ne- who's that's next. A, that's a big so, force. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Tiger Woods. Is Tiger Woods back? I wouldn't say he's back. I mean, Man. he's shown shades of greatness before. But, uh, I mean, the guy's had some intense back surgeries. So um, He's two hookers away from relapse. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, the guy's a sex addict. Um <laughs> I think I think his career alleged, is never alleged yeah, sex it's, addict. It's he's never it's he's never going to go back. But um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's good to see that he's performing well. I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I listen. It was nice to see he was one shot off the lead. Mm-hmm. All right, it was impressive. It was good for him. Uh, and I mean the the ratings went through the roof. Uh, of with course, Tiger there on the final it's day. The like face I heard, of golf, right? it was crazy. So I mean, it's good for golf. It's only positivity. When Tiger is playing, so I wish him the best. Uh, Ovi scores his 600th goal. The guy's the greatest goal scorer of all time. He's a stud. I, 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 was, um, I was thinking of like goals that he scored. And do you remember that one that he scored against Arizona where he got like tripped up 
and as he was falling, he like still oh, yeah, managed yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. wrap it around his head and yeah. like still uh, yeah, put I it in the net. That. Like that, that's like high, that's gonna be on highlight reels I, forever. To this day, I still think it's the one of the best goals I've ever seen in yeah, my life. No, no, that was a great, great goal. Yeah. Um, I did see. I had a tweet. I don't know if I still have it, but uh, yeah, it was David Amber who said. I mean. Oh, no, actually. Sorry, I don't have that tweet anymore. But <laughs> anyway, uh, no, it was good. Good on Ovi. Uh, yeah, man. Guy's a stud. He's going to go Hall of Fame for sure. Uh, Mark Marchant on the Duclair hit mm-hmm. that he injured him on that hit. Did, did you see that play? I didn't see the play, but I'm sure it was a dirty, something dirty. Oh, Marchant's man, a piece of shit. Play. It was like, I don't know. People say it's not intentional. He tried to jump out of the way, but like he jumps out of the way clotheslines him, and then kind of Duclair falls on his knee. I think, I, no, 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 okay, I did see that one. Yeah, 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 I did see that one. Yeah, 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 it looked like clothesline from hell. Yeah, no um, suspension or anything, but still. I, I mean, don't know, man. The NHL needs to be stricter on punishment for guys like him. Like, there, it's just too many incidences with this with this guy. Yeah, it's, it it's is. It's getting uh, a little out of hand. It, it's unfortunate. Like, I don't know. It's a tough play. But, I mean, he see Like, if you really look at the video, he sees him coming. Mm-hmm. He could see him coming. And that's such an awkward thing to do, like, jump out of the way like that. So, I don't know, man. I don't trust that guy. I would have I threw the book at him. Love to have him on the team, though. Yeah, no, listen, <laughs> listen, the guy's talented. I'm not he taking is. That's that. That's what's so I'm frustrating. I'm not taking that away is, from like, him. He's no. such a good player. But then he, he's like, there's, there's... Okay, there's Brendan Gallagher, Pest. Like, he sort of is like Marchand. But then Marchand is just like a piece of shit. Like, he's beyond the Pest. Exactly. He's like beyond the Pest stage. Like, he's evolved like a Pokemon. And (laughs) it's just like, it's like, dude, like, just relax. Like, play the game. Stop trying to be a dirty, stop trying to go out and headhunt. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Greg Pattern comments after uh, that Shaw punching him and stuff. So he said. I thought he took a run at me. Seemed like his head hit mine, and there, there's a reason why a guy like that gets four or five concussions a year, and I think his play speaks for himself. He said uh, he was knocked out as soon as he hit me. He knocked himself out when he hit me. I didn't realize he was knocked out until he was on the ice, and his eyes were in the back of his head. You play like that, that's what happens sometimes. Yeah. What do you think of those comments? Uh, he's not wrong. He really isn't. And if you look back, like, he, he ended up punching him okay but after he realized that he was out he actually like yeah. looked over at the bench kind of signaled so like all these people all the Habs fans that are like oh what the hell pattern such a dirty player blah blah like Twitter was exploding and I was just I, no. I, I rewatched the video a few times and I was like dude it's no listen he took a run not that bad that he he's coming in there with some speed it was a clean hit though no it was a clean hit but he's coming no, in was. there with some speed he's targeting him yeah. he's looking for a big hit it's a dangerous hit like I think those are the kind of hits I don't think you want in the game because, I mean, only bad things could happen with a hit like that. You're, you're mm-hmm. targeting a guy from far. Um, I don't, like, I, I understand the, what Patterson, what he felt. He, he wanted to respond. Yeah, he's got to stand, he's stand I, I up for himself. I understand that, and he probably didn't realize he was knocked out. That's fine. I don't like the post-game comments, though. I think that's real low of him. Like, that, not only, okay, he maybe he didn't notice that he was knocked out, but he still hit him. So he hit him yeah. twice. So whatever, that's one. But then you go like, just take the high road. Shut up. Don't say stuff like, oh, that's why a guy like that gets four or five concussions a year. To tell you the truth, Andrew Shaw is not really a dirty player. No, he's he's he not has, really he a has dirty. Like maybe he's had he, a couple. Yeah, he has a couple incidents. But I mean, he's but... not really known to be a dirty no, player. No, no. So no. I mean, I don't know where he gets that from, and. Like, I guess he's, he's obviously speaking out of frustration, and I don't. I to tell you the truth, I'm totally against the comments. Uh, the play is the play. I mean, like I said, when you're coming in full speed and you're going to hit a guy like that, you never know what's going to happen. Only bad things could happen. So I don't agree with that 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 type of hit. But what are you going to do? Pro sports. Uh, Danny Berrier also commented on the the Weber trade. So it was in French, and I sent you what the little paraphrase was, and it was like, uh, Weber's name and game historically about being physical, and we see less of that now. He gets a lot of respect, probably too much respect. He's already on the decline. He has a lot to prove next year. He also mentioned that Weber is not a super, a super, is not a <laughs> Subban caliber D-man. What do you think of Danny Beer? Okay, first of all, the fact that he gets too much respect 
goes to show of how much of a dominant force he is in the in the NHL. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm a little nervous now that with the news that Weber's uh, out six months with foot surgery, um, but because we don't know how he's going to come back. But um, I don't know. I I still I still like Weber over Subban due to the fact that Weber is a team guy. Yeah. He's not all about Weber. He's all business when he plays. He's dominant force in the league, and I really I don't see him being on the decline. Maybe slight. You can slight maybe. A little bit, but I, I really don't. People are still too critical of the trade. I mean, we got a stay-at-home D-man with lots of off- offensive upside. Guy's got an amazing yeah, shot, and listen, I think Subban is still a liability on have, defense. You don't have to. You don't have to defend it. Danny Breer is an idiot. <laughs> he's <laughs> fine. Just, he's still butt hurt. All right, I ain't gonna spend no time on that. He's still butt hurt. Michelle Terrian, you know, broke his little heart. And- <laughs> That's it. So it is what it is. Now it's time for us to When I think of you sometime and I wanna spend some time with you. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Alright. Getting into it. So I wanted to touch on this topic because uh, we missed it last week and something that happened, people were talking about it. Uh, Jeff Molson says he has full confidence in Mark Bergevin. What happened in that meeting? And are you surprised? I mean, kind of nervous that he has full confidence because, I mean, look at his track record. <laughs> but um, I'd like to think that he does have some skepticism behind him, behind Mark Bergevin. Uh, now at the meeting, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does have yeah. some. I mean, but he ain't gonna come out and say that. No, of course not. Uh, at the meeting, I'm sure what had happened was they're just basically talking what their plans are for the off season, um, potentially the new route that Mark Bergeron is going to be taking, and his plans with some of the current current players on the roster. I mean, realistically, they aren't going to be discussing much this season since the season's kind of a wash. So. I think that the meeting is more so a meeting where the two will be reflecting on the future of the Habs organization. Pop a couple Molson X's and exports. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know what happened down there. I'm not there, right? But I don't know. I think that's what exactly happened was just a little discussion. Yeah, What's the deal? I mean, okay, if people don't know, uh, Molson did like a little Q&A, like received a bunch of Twitter questions and answered them on yeah. a video or whatever. And... Uh, First off, I just want to say props to the social media team for mm-hmm. filtering out uh, all the vulgar tweets because I'm sure that was not an easy task. So um, free two fours for everybody in that one, Molson X. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised, right? Because listen, if he didn't have confidence in him, he would have fired his ass and hired a new GM oh, and sure. a team because they need a sufficient amount of time to prepare for the draft. All right. And, you know, one thing that I wonder, I'm just like, I'm too lazy to go back and read through some of the naysayers' timelines. But I'd like to go back to last year before the playoffs and see what the opinion of Mark Bergevin was, or the team was in general, because I just feel like it would not be the same, you know. Listen, I'm not trying to defend the guy, but he had a bad year. Last year was a bad year. You could say even terrible, all right, but... He's in a unique situation. Mm-hmm. So he he has the ammo to get this done. All right? And another thing people forget is he was hired as a rookie GM. You know, people seem to forget that. A lot of GMs have been in this business for 15 years plus. You know? Some yeah. even more. He's still young. He's still, you know, fairly new. I know a lot of people don't trust him to fix this. You can't blame him. Right? He's yeah. made a lot of questionable uh, decisions. Uh, and I think right now it's really feeling like the bad is outweighing the good, right? And even if it's not true, it's just a consistent feeling in most Habs fans. <clears throat> so I understand the frustration. I'm not surprised, though, that he's sticking around. But now listen, here's one, and this is a secret. I have a secret for you guys. You Let's hear this? it. <clears throat> it's going to make you all feel better. As you all know, me and Gibby were Portuguese of Portuguese descent, Portuguese Canadians. And uh, <clears throat> this is true. I know a guy who knows a guy who is best friends with John Tavares' father. That's a fact. And that's a fact. That's a fact. His father is a Habs fan. 
John Tavares' father mm-hmm. is a Habs fan. John Tavares' grandfather is a Habs fan as well. Fact. So take that for what it's worth. But it's, you know, they're, they're Habs fans. I think Mark Bergevin is friends with John Tavares' agent. Uh, I think John Tavares' uncle lives in Montreal. Yeah, John Tavares. John senior. Tavares. John Tavares Sr. <laughs> Guys, Lacrosse legend. you never know. Maybe there's a secret deal under the table here. Ah, I'm this hoping is facts. So. This is facts. It is fact. All right. So, hey, if it happens, you know, and Johnny comes out and says, well, you know, my dad is a Habs fan, my grandfather is a Habs fan, so it's only fitting. You know where you heard it first. You heard it here first. Boys yeah, and boy, girls. Lewis. So hopefully that makes you feel better. Just a bit. And yeah, that's it. Uh, moving on. So another topic that's been pretty hot lately is Charlie Lindgren. The struggles continue. What do you see in the young netminders game? First of all, I think this is good for Charlie to struggle a little bit. Also good for the Habs organization. It shows that he's not 100% ready to become a full-time NHL goalie. I wouldn't, I also wouldn't put, I wouldn't, I'd take it with a grain of salt, so to speak. I wouldn't put the entire blame on Lindgren. Um, he has let in a little, a couple soft goals, but at times, there are times where he, it's like, just like the entire season that we've seen, even with Price or whoever the goalie may be at the time, the goalie was always left out to dry. Uh, they make the first initial save, then defense fails to pick up the player in front of the net. Defense has been uh, pretty much just brain farts the majority of the season and mm-hmm. doing things that they learn in minor league hockey, and for some reason they forget it because they're in the show. <clears throat> but yeah, Lindgren, he's a young goalie with not the most amount of experience, and having him in the net with the mess of our defense might not be the best for his development, but I do see signs of a good goalie. <clears throat> He's got really good, well, not really good, but he's got good rebound control. Lateral movement's good. Um, having him as a backup, though, next season, in my opinion, isn't exactly a good idea. Um, I think he needs to play maximum amounts of games. Having him back, having him as a backup where you only play 15 games, I think that hurts his development, and I don't see it being a good idea. Mm-hmm. Potentially having him in the AHL as their starter. Um, would benefit him a bit more. Or perhaps you package him in a deal. I don't know, man. We got to see, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, pretty soon we're going to need to draft another goalie in the first round or something because everybody who has a bad game or a bad couple of games, we want to trade them, right? Yeah. Like, that's the way it is. Charlie Lindgren is going to have bad games. Pro He's going to have bad stretches of games. It's Every goalie goes through it, and he is no different, Okay. The team in front of him couldn't win the Calder Cup, okay, let alone a Stanley Cup. So, yeah. listen, don't trash the kid because of a couple bad games. He is fighting it right now. You could tell. He's, he's struggling a bit. But I like how the coach is allowing him to fight through the games. Yeah. Right? Giving him the easy pull is not going to help him, right? This kid has the right attitude, I think, through the struggles as well. He's a competitor. I like the way he competes, and he's going to be just fine. Habs, Habs fans, just chill out. Settle down. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he has let in some softies, but sometimes when your goalie hangs you out to dry, I mean, your your defense hangs <laughs> you out to dry, okay, it gets in your head a bit, and then, you know, and then you're thinking too much. So it's going to happen. We've seen that with everybody except Niemi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Niemi is He's like a Vesna, <laughs> Vesna caliber goalie. What the hell? What the hell? Somebody check him. Check his piss. <laughs> uh, speaking of another call-up, uh, Mr. Brett Learnout. Learn it. Will Brett Learnout be a full-time NHLer? What do you see from Brett? I think he could be a full-time NHLer, but I don't think he'll be a full-time NHLer for another season or two. He shows he's... I mean, he's good, and also he's not exactly... I don't think he's ready to make the jump. I think another full season isn't necessarily going to be bad for his development. Um, I like his physicality. He's never afraid to drop the mitts either. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's a hard-nosed, gritty type guy. We haven't had one of those D-men in a long time, so it's a breath of fresh air to see a guy like him come in and show that Timmons and the team did well. Drafted him third overall in two, 
third round in 2014. Third overall. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do see him becoming an NHLer, but like I said, not this upcoming season, but the year after or even the year after that. Because the guy's only 22. Still got lots of time, and I don't think we need to rush him into anything. I can see him being a bottom four type D-man in the league. Um, his puck-moving ability is is good, and uh, he's got a pretty good shot, and he, his, his he definitely defensive... definitely has a good shot. And he, he's a good defensive, uh, defensive D-man, yeah. which is nothing to shake a stick at. No, he's got the size and grit to yeah. play for sure. That's 100%. I mean, he had nine hits last night. Nine hits in that game last night. And he had a pretty solid game <clears throat> against a team that's hungry right now, fighting it, fighting for a spot or yeah. fighting to hold on to a spot. Um, he's looking a lot more comfortable. Uh, when he first got called up, I, I felt that he struggled with the speed. But it looks like he's adjusted to the speed. He's making less mistakes. Um, it looks like his development is coming along very well. I think he's definitely taking... Uh, positive strides. Now, can he be a full-time NHLer? I, I think he could. I could see him turning into a bottom pair, situational, shutdown type of D-man. And I like the intangibles that he brings, too. Like, he just got size. He's got grit. He could fight. He could, you know, like, nobody... This guy, he's a tough guy, mm -hmm. right? Uh, he's not a guy you want to go into the corners with, for sure. <laughs> he's no. big. He's strong. I mean, just looking at him, people might fear him, <laughs> you know? He's an intimidating looking guy. <laughs> he looks like he, he could be the villain in like a Children of the Corn movie or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, the good thing is, though, the right side of the D looks pretty good on this team. We have some depth now, especially with Learnout. That right yeah. side is, is pretty good. I mean, now, right side, meet left side. Right? <laughs> Help like, them. You know, you know what it feels like? Okay, you ever pump weights at the gym? Yeah, and, 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 you're, and, and you're then one, like lefty, one you know, yeah, your left yeah. arm, like well, your less dominant <laughs> hand, right? <laughs> your left arm, like gives out before the right arm. Yeah, that's our defense right now. The right arm's pumping, the left arm's just left behind, slowly dragging that's what along. It feels like so, yeah. I mean, I think the right side is good. You know, Weber, Jolson, Petrie, Learnout, it looks pretty good. This looks pretty good for years to come. Now, is it pretty good? It's pr pretty good, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing him finish the, the season here in Montreal. Let's see. Let him gain some confidence. Let him get used to. We're playing a lot of good teams down the stretch. So this yeah. is going to be a good test for all of the young guys. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so, obviously, everything's been through the blender. We've been seeing all kinds of things with injuries. Have you seen any lineup slash player combinations that you've liked? And if not, do you have any recommendations? I've always liked the Gallagher, Drouin, Chucky line. I know, I know. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I feel like having Gallagher there, it opens up so much for Chucky um, to score those infamous, I'm going to call them infamous now, his, <laughs> his goals from the hash mark where he just clap bombs to one knee. Yeah. Um, Gallagher's overall play, it, it, it pretty much just allows Chucky and Drouin to use their skill in the offensive zone, and it allows them to open up for each other. I do, I do like seeing it, don't get me wrong. But I think for next year, I don't want to see it. Because yeah. if, if we see that, that means Drew N's still playing center. Mm. And uh, we're going to get a top center this offseason. So, you know, we got <laughs> to do it, Lewis, no? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, one that jumps up the most, and I spoke about it a little in the pre-show, is Alsner and Jolson together have, I think, they've been pretty solid pairing. Mm -hmm. Jelson is a stay-at-home, steady guy. Uh, I think he's better suited for Alsner, to play with Alsner, because I feel like when, you know, Petrie's a guy who likes to jump in the play, and Alsner was not able <laughs> to hold the fort. No, he's you like, uh... It's like when the wife goes out for groceries and tells you to babysit, and she comes back, and the, the house is on fire. That's how I describe that pairing, okay? <laughs> Petrie's going out getting the groceries, coming back, the house is on fire. Oh, poor Alsner. <laughs> Alsner burned the house down. That's God how I damn. felt that, that pairing was. Uh, but I feel like Jolson and, and Alsner could, this could save Alsner's Montreal Canadian career. Yeah. So he should just, like, buy him a house or something yeah, with yeah, that yeah. money. Um, I like, I, I agree with you as well. Chucky, Gallagher, Drew, and <clears throat> I think they look fantastic together. But I think it's that would be putting all of our eggs in one basket, mm -hmm. really. Right now, anyway. Yeah. 
but I think at this point, just keep trying things out. I think Claude's done a pretty good job of switching things up and trying to find chemistry. Don't ever take Sherbeck back out of the lineup. Ever no, again. His Don't goal, ever. He, what he a nice beauty. little goal. Don't take that kid out of the lineup. Let him play. Um, I, they spoke about it on the radio this morning, and I kind of get it's also a reward to some of the veteran guys who have played well because some of the veteran guys have played well, so mm-hmm. you want to give them some time too. You don't want them just to rot. And I mean, yeah, you know Sherback so. is going to be here, so I'm sure they speak to Sherback and they know he has a good attitude, so they're probably like, you know, hey, just sit one out. We're, we want to get everybody some reps. Yeah, here. so I understand that, but still, this kid should be playing every game, in my opinion. Um, and in the end, I definitely think there's a lot of wingers on this team that are expendable. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if in a trade, in a package, if we're trying to get a center in a trade, that you're going to see some wingers go out. Because if you look at the depth chart, there's a lot of wingers on this team. Too many. And if you've got Sherback and Houdon and Lekanen and all these guys coming in, Pacioretty, like everybody's winger, you know? So I'm not going to be surprised to see one of these guys move out and just showcase them, try them everywhere. Let's get them going and, uh, yeah, build from there. Let's do it. Right? And a wise man once said, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on now. It's time for Do You Have the Answers? I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. I don't know. Let's hear it. Okay. So, I mean, it's not that creative today, but <laughs> <laughs> which one of these hockey cities? Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Which one of these hockey cities would be, you be willing to move to? Okay, I, and I want you to give me a positive and a negative for each city. Okay? And then make your decision. Okay? So I tried to choose the worst cities in the NHL. Uh, a, Buffalo. B, Detroit. 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 Uh, C, Winnipeg. D, Minnesota. Mini Pat. So, okay, positive to Buffalo. Uh, they have a solid core. Um, Eichel, Ristolainen being the two key okay, pieces. Okay, but there. no, you're not listening to the question. What am I looking at? Just forget the, the team. Just the, the city. city. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Forget the team. Okay, so Buffalo, not a chance. <laughs> Buffalo's not nice. Okay, give me a bad and a good thing for the. For the city, Buffalo. I don't know anything about Buffalo. <laughs> Come on, they cities. have they have a they have a nice uh, what's that what's that thing that we took, um, like the monorail train thing that comes. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's a positive, I guess. Okay. Well. Uh, negative is everything else. <laughs> it's not nice. It's oh, like a dead man. city. It's that's dead. Mean. Okay, Detroit. Um. Good. <laughs> <laughs> You okay, like, what's good in Detroit? Man? Come on, man, nothing. No, there has to be something good. Uh, their cars, uh, <laughs> the car industry there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. And what's bad in Detroit? <laughs> Everything else. Oh my god, dude, Detroit's bad. Okay, Winnipeg. Okay, um, it's in Canada. It's uh. Winnipeg is, it's, I don't know. I've never. <laughs> you, you don't know nothing about Winnipeg. I know nothing about Winnipeg, dude. It's cold there. <laughs> it's cold. So that's, that's a negative. Snow. Okay. Positive would be, uh, it's got nice scenery, I guess, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> good forests. Yeah, good forests. Okay, and uh, Minnesota. <laughs> I know nothing about Minnesota. I'm no, going to straight you. know tell nothing you. about anything. <laughs> I know, no, because this, this is a curveball. Uh, I thought you were talking franchise as well. But, um, yeah, Minnesota. No, I don't care about the team. I care about the city. Okay, fine. Uh, Minnesota. So if you had to choose one, what are you going to choose? I'm going to choose Winnipeg because it's uh, nice. In Canada? It's in Canada. I don't have to sign Get any a different house papers. house by a tree? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Minnesota. <laughs> you just said Winnipeg. I mean, Winnipeg. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> to what tell you the truth, I don't know much about Minnesota too, and I don't even know if it's bad over there. But yeah. really, I couldn't think of any other cities that are worse. I think there's a <laughs> lot of positives in all the other cities. So, what would your positives be about these damn cities? Okay, Buffalo for me, like they got good chicken wings, right? Buffalo. Okay, fine. Wings. Yeah, and the good. Bills. I'm a Bills fan. That's a positive for me. I mean, negative yeah, that, is yeah. That's that's kind of a negative. Your Bills. Terrible. Fan. It's a terrible city. I mean. The economy is terrible there, so yeah. that's a negative. Uh, Detroit, um, 
Yeah, What's I don't a positive? Know. I don't know. Tell really me a positive. positive. I don't know, you know, Eminem. <laughs> Eminem yeah, is positive. Uh, and uh, negative is just crime. On. Crime, I guess. Yeah, they're crime. Uh, Winnipeg. Yeah, I, I have no clue what the heck goes on in Winnipeg. Uh, so yeah, can't I can't speak on that, and I don't know nothing about Minnesota too. <laughs> so who would you choose? Uh, I'll choose Buffalo because <laughs> I'm close to <laughs> close to where I live now, and uh, Dude, I can I can, so get, I can get it's season like tickets city, to the man. Bills. Go watch them every weekend. Oh my gosh! So okay, fine. That's who I choose. That's terrible. <laughs> All right, moving on now. It's time for Tweets of the Week. What you got? All right, I got, uh, okay, Michael Rappaport. Shit human. <laughs> Terrible human. That guy's such a, he's such a loser. He's such a gimmick. Like, he just needs to chill out. So he tweeted at Johnny Menzel. Yo, Menzel, you cluck head bath salt sniffer. I told you before, you need sweatshirts. It's get, it gets cold in Canada, referring to him signing in the CFL. You ain't playing in the NFL again, cluckhead. Take yourself to a meeting ASAP before you have a relapse. Saturdays are for 12-step <laughs> meetings. Johnny Menzel fired there back. A bad, there was a bad feud with those two. Yeah. So Johnny Menzel fired back. He's like, that's cool, man. You can make fun of AA, mental health, whatever helps you sleep at night. I'm doing what I have to do to not be an asshole anymore. You should try it. Life's better on this side. Ooh. So a nice little sizzler to Taking him. I like the high it. road. Yeah, he took the high road, Good even job. though I'm probably sure that Johnny Menzel's not going to. Yeah, I mean, I know. I hope he does because the guy. Yeah, has we don't. Spiral. Nobody has faith in him. Yeah, I don't really have faith in him, but I hope he does because uh, he's a talent that uh, just down spiraled and let the drugs get to him. But yeah, yeah. Michael Rappaport is a shit human for even like like why you got to do that. But whatever. Anyways, <laughs> that's my tweet. <laughs> my tweet is goalie interference guidelines, and it was a pretty funny tweet. I don't know who tweeted it. I just snapped it. Uh, so it's goalie interference guidelines. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a chart. I'll show you what the chart looks like, right? I have terrible vision. And the way it works is like, did the goalie get touched? And then there's two arrows, either yes or no. So if you go the no route, it says, might beat goalie interference. <laughs> did anything else happen in the play? If yes, might beat goalie interference. If no, might be goalie interference. <laughs> then you go all the way back and you say, did the goalie get touched? Yes, might be goalie interference. <laughs> so Jesus. It's just a chart. That leads to might, might. be goalie interference yeah, because nobody knows what the hell. So indecisive. <laughs> what the hell is goalie interference? Like nobody knows. So I just died. This is the most accurate chart I've seen ever. So whoever did it, I mean, if you want to tweet me, sure, I'll give you props after if you tweeted this. We'll shout you out. But you have to be the original. All right, don't be stealing anybody's thunder. Yeah, come on. Anyway, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. Here they come, the boys in the bright white sports car, waving their arms in the air. Who do they think they are? And where do they get that car? And we're back. Hello. Back at it again. Hello. Hi. It's Lewis and Gibby and friends. Welcome, friends. Hello, friends. It's me, <laughs> Gibby. <laughs> you sound like Barney. Uh, what? <laughs> Is that a fat joke? No, no, it's not. I would never say that to you. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick thoughts. So, in my first quick thought, I kind of had like a little joke for you. All right. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know... Two reasons why Radulov signed in Dallas. Sure, there you go. It sounded like <laughs> it sounded like there was like it was like empty. Like. Sure, okay. So <laughs> here it is. So checks are bigger after. Sorry, che- <laughs> checks are bigger after taxes, and everything is bigger in, in taxes. taxes. <laughs> I knew that was coming. You. Taxes and taxes. Right, oh, terrible joke. Wow, wow, that's gonna get booze. 
Uh, it doesn't get booze. I produce this. <laughs> yeah, but it gets booze on my end, Come and on. I'm sure that everybody else listening. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, okay. And, uh, all right. Anyway, uh, and another quick thought. Do you think 20 years from now, Mark Bergevin will sit down with like Elliot Friedman or somebody of that sort and admit that he shouldn't have traded PK in an in-depth if I could go back interview, kind of like OJ or something like that, you know? Like, can you Love picture that fit. happening? Um, no. <laughs> I, yeah, probably. Good chance. There's a good chance that that's going to be something that's going to be talked about. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be, that's probably a, a Patrick Waugh type trade. Yeah, but you know, Mario Tremblay never came out. I don't think he ever came out like apologized for that. No, because he's in hiding. He would like probably do it again. (laughs) Like seriously, that's the type of guy Mario Tremblay is. Probably. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember this. I, (laughs) I think it might happen. Okay, and another quick thought. Uh, Daylight savings time. Do you like it? Dude, it's so stupid, and I hate people that are like, "Oh, we're gonna lose an hour of sleep." No, you're not, dude. You still sleep six hours, you idiot. Like you're just, the, no, you're just giving back the hour that you took, right? Sure. Because <laughs> we took one in the fall. No, yeah, but did, it back. but did we did we fall forward in the beginning or did we fall back? I don't know. It's confusing. No, spring. There's did, some places that don't do it. I think Saskatchewan or something. Saskatchewan? Like Saskatchewan. I don't think they changed the time. No, they don't they conform. They don't but, conform. You know, and you know, back in the day, they actually, people would choose who wanted to change the time. Like, literally, like, miss, like let's say where we live, Mississauga or Toronto. Like, we could change the time, but Toronto didn't back in the day. So, like, you'd go there, you'd have an appointment at 6 o'clock, you'd get there at 7. Like, what the hell? Some people did it, some appointment. people didn't. That's how it was back in the day. That's so weird. My theory was, what they should do is change the time, if it's going ahead, on a Friday. Yeah. During the day while you're working. Yeah, exactly. So the time speeds up to, or, to home exactly. time. Why not? Everybody would be happy with that. I would. Why not? It's 10 o'clock and then boom, 11. No, or like whatever time you go home. Let's say if you go home 3 o'clock, hey, it's 2, bam, it's 3. Well, either Let's way. Go. Let's get out of here, I was John. thinking more so for Have lunch. Have a good weekend. Yeah, we can do that. Right? You know what I'm saying? I think that'd be pretty awesome. That would, that's my idea. Yeah, like why do you do it at like 3 in the morning? Like, nobody's awake. Yeah, like, it's terrible. And then you wake up, you're like, oh, man. No, you feel it in the morning. I felt, I'm like, damn. I gotta it's all in your I head. I got to start moving. No, I it's get all this in your head. Going. No, man, it's all in your head. I know it is. No matter what, you still sleep the six hours, whatever amount of hours you sleep. It's just a different time. Yeah, I hear you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Children. Molly. It's time for Everybody Has a Plan. Until they get punched in the face. How do you get? Who you punching in the face this week, Gibbons? Well, the NFL free agency is upon us. And today, I am punching Richard Sherman in the face. As we all know, <laughs> he's uh, just recently signed a contract with the San Francisco 49ers. No agent, no guaranteed money in his contract. He does have a lot of performance signing bonuses, which aren't exactly the easiest to achieve. So I'm punching him in the face for the fact that he thinks he's so intelligent because of his education prior to football. His anger towards the Seahawks organization got the best of him, and the 49ers took full advantage of it. And now that, and for that, Sherman isn't in the best position, and his contract could have been a lot better. Yeah, had, yeah he did mess up. Had he had an agent to keep to help him along the way. I mean, yeah, you get to play them twice, but that's just like you're you're you sign the contract out of emotion. So for your ego and stupidity, Richard Sherman, here's this. How do you get? Yeah, I heard about that. He he negotiated his own contract. There's a lot of like, yeah, he could have got a way better deal, but whatever. Pro sports things happen. I'm uh, punching Greg Patterson. Why? Now listen here, boy. <laughs> Not only did he punch a man while he was down and unconscious. We're returning the favor. But, fine, maybe he didn't know. That's fine. But just the sole fact of him talking shit after the game like that, you know, treating, like, mocking head injuries. 
you better hope that you don't get three or four concussions in a year, bud. You're going to regret that moment for sure. All right? You know what I wish? I don't even wish harm on Patterson. I want Mark Bergevin to trade for Greg Patterson again. I want him back on the Habs. And I want him to play once a month and rot in the press box. And then eventually filter through the AHL where he gets traded a few times and never gets a call up. And finally finishes his career in the ECHL, which ultimately leads to a divorce, which will be caused by financial instability. That's what I wish on Greg Patterson. What the hell? <laughs> okay. I didn't like... The trade because I thought it was unnecessary, and he, you know, he probably is slightly better than Ben in hockey. But now, screw him because he's a piece of shit human, and I'm happy he's gone. Yeah. How do you kid? I feel better. All right, it's time to get into our second set of topics. So this was a popular topic around the league. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think a player's team needs to make the playoffs for the player to win the Hart Trophy? Okay. Now, I don't think a team's success in the season shouldn't should impact shouldn't imp, it, I don't think it should impact the Hart Trophy winner. But I do believe if players have similar stats throughout the season, one of the deciding factors should be the success of the team. Like for example, right now, I think Personally, my winner would be Taylor Hall. Yeah, he's like carrying his team on yeah. his back. Yeah, now <laughs> he, he's not the top of the league in points, but he legit had, what what was it, 26-game point streak or something like that? Yeah. Um, going in, and then it's just, I don't know. It's, it's he, he literally, he took a, a last-place team from last season to a playoff team. Current, they're currently in a wild-card spot. Yeah, no, but they added some pieces, but yeah. yeah. But... To me, the heart winner should be in what exactly? And I know if you look at Taylor Hall and you look at like the closest guy on his team to him, it's, that's a far. Distance. That's what He's I mean. Killing it. That's points. what I mean. So you, you, the description of the heart winner is the most valuable player to his team. Yeah. And I think if you were to take Taylor Hall out of the New Jersey Devils, they suffer a lot. Yeah. Which, which is why I think right now Connor McDavid is still in the mix for the Hart Trophy. Yeah, I think he's in the mix, but I without think he'll him, always be in the mix. No yeah, of course. What. I mean, without him, Edmonton is probably even worse off than yeah. what they are this season. Delegation. Relegation. 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 Delegation. Yeah. Why am I saying delegation? Because you, I don't know. Because I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> it's not a must, I think, but it's, it plays a huge part. Yeah. Okay, but remember, it's also a lot harder to put up numbers and be an MVP on a good team, on a playoff team. Yeah, it is. Right? I mean, if you're tearing it up and your numbers are the best in the league, better than everybody, there's no reason why you shouldn't win. Okay, but I mean, if your team is not in the playoffs, you have to be the best player in the league without a doubt. You know what I mean? Like best player. It ha- the numbers across the board have to back that up. Okay, because you can't. Okay, I understand if your team is not in the playoffs and your numbers are great, but then there's somebody whose team is in the playoffs and they have the same numbers as you, I mean, you're not going to beat that guy out. No. Right? So, and also you could say that a team that lacks talent, it's easier for one guy to get the points. He's getting all the best opportunities. I mean, there's so many factors, but yeah. I don't think it's a must, but I think that the numbers really have to prove it. Mm -hmm. Like, If your team's not making the playoffs, then you have to be exceptional. Okay. Which I think, yeah, it just makes it harder for you mm-hmm. to win. But, I mean, if the race is close, clo- uh, close in points, <laughs> if yeah, okay, if the race is close in points, then it's going to go to the playoff guy. Just like you said, deciding yeah. factor should be the playoffs. It shouldn't be like, no, your team is not in the playoffs, so you're not even in the... The talks know, of it. Yeah, you're not even here. We don't even look at you like, ew. Get out of here. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> okay, so now... Staying on the playoffs, do you think the playoff format needs to change back to the way it used to be? Stay the same, or do you have a better idea, Gibby? I don't think it really matters what the playoff format is, in my opinion. Um, regardless, you got to beat every team you face, whether it be a good team or a team that just barely squeaked into the playoffs, whatever the case may be. Eventually, you're going to have to play the best teams. And you're going to have to beat the best teams. And in order to be the best, you must beat 
Wait, what? Yeah, in order to in be, order the, to beat best, the best, you, you got to beat the best. Yeah, in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. best. Yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. Playoff format is whatever. Got to beat everybody. Plain and simple. Yeah, I'm gonna read uh, Batman's comments. A Batman, <laughs> not the Christian Bale, Batman. Anyway, um, they asked him about the format. He said it's not something we're or will be considering. Batman said. What's that, Robin? No. <laughs> okay. He said Tuesday via email to The Athletic, it makes no sense. It dilutes and extends the length of the season, reduces, if not eliminates, exciting regular season races, potentially punishes the seventh and eighth finishers, and finally, what we have has been terrific. Why fix it if it's not broken? Yeah. Right. And, yeah, I forget. I don't have the question here, so maybe that doesn't sound like it. It makes sense. But, you know, whatever. He's saying it's not going to happen, okay? <laughs> That's the whole point I'm trying to make here. Uh, okay. <laughs> Listen, I think it's fine the way it is. I, I think I, f- I what I found funny was uh, watching Leaf fans complain. <laughs> like, oh, this is a new play, issue. We got to play <laughs> like, Boston. Like, this is a new issue. Like, where you been, bud? Where you been the last Boston. nine seasons? Oh, yeah, that's right. Not in the playoffs. Boom. So, I mean, like, hey, bud, you're new around here, eh? Poor thing. He doesn't know. He doesn't know better. Oh. Like, listen, I so think like divisional big. series are fantastic. Yeah. Right? Teams that know each other, they play each other a lot. Uh, and it, pr- it proves who's the best in that division. I'm the best, right? man. So, I mean, I see no reason for change. I know it sucks sometimes when you're a first seed and have to, like last year with Montreal, had to play the Rangers, right? They were a pretty good team. There could be a better team from a different division, right? But yeah. like you said, it's the NHL, bud. Put up or shut up. That's it. Right? The whole point of being the best is beating the best. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, hey, every team that makes the playoffs has a shot to win. So, whether you play them now or play them later, maybe play them better to play them in the beginning when, you know, you're not burned out. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I think it's fine. I have no complaints. I have no... I see no reason to, to change it. Okay. Okay? Okay. Are we on the same page? Yeah, man. Cool. You know what time it is now, Gibby? Time is it, Lewis? Time for Gibby of Facts. What do you have today? Well, today I have a couple facts for you. Did you know, Lewis, that a raisin dropped in a glass of fresh champagne will bounce up and down continuously from the bottom of the glass to the top? No, I didn't. I want to try it. I feel like that'd be pretty cool to watch. Yeah, you know what? I got to test that. Maybe we'll do it live on the podcast. <laughs> we'll get a YouTube channel. Instagram and... live, which, by the way... <laughs> I'm giving you booze. Right? Okay, that's fine. But, by the way, we have an Instagram page now, for those that don't know. Yeah, please, follow us. Have a listen. And at also, have a listen. Also, comment. Yeah. Comment on the, if you like the podcast. Yeah, on let iTunes. us know. Yeah. Come on. Give us some reviews. Come, Come on. on. Come on, man. All right. All right, so uh, next, give you a fact. Nicolas Cage once bought a pet octopus once... Let me rephrase this here. <laughs> Try again. Uh, Nick, take two. Okay. Action. Nicolas Cage bought a pet octopus once because he sincerely thought that it might help with his acting. <laughs> what the? What yeah. The? This is also the same Nicolas Cage that did magic mushrooms with his cat. <laughs> I think uh, we need to oh, call man. the animal service on this guy <laughs> because this guy's buying pets oh, stupidly. Nikki. Oh, Nicky. What's wrong with you? Oh, Nicky. <laughs> I'll give you some class. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty good. Second one. Okay. First one was terrible, so but I had to like lay up. You, you know? know, guys, it's it's our new segment. Word on the bird. I went everybody's head about the bird. This is a new segment. We're going to talk uh, briefly on the Blue Jays because we're Blue Jays fans. Uh, Huge yeah. Blue Jays fans. So, hopefully, this doesn't bore you, Habs fans. And if it does, let us know. So, I want to know which Blue Jay you think is going to make the most progress and who will disappoint this year. Who? Uh, Most progress? I think Teoscar Hernandez. You think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be a great addition to this team. We saw it last season, and we're seeing it in spring training. He's really coming around with his bat, and... I really like him. I like the trade when we trade for him. Yeah. Now, the biggest disappointment is going to be Troy Tulowitzki. <laughs> yeah. As much as it pains me to say it, 
he's so injury prone. He's aging and he's just, he has constant ailments. So I don't think he'll be around much this season, which sucks because growing up, him and Jeter were my two favorite players and I always looked up yeah. to them being yeah. a shortstop. Um, but yeah, Tulowitzki. Yeah. I hope not. I, I hope know, he turns it around. Yeah, I don't see it. Um, Aaron Sanchez for me is yours. Yeah, he's gonna be uh, most progress. He's gonna make progress. Yeah. Okay. Then watching some of his spring stuff, I think he's got some good stuff. Uh, he can be the ace. He's definitely the best pitcher on this team, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He could be the game changer. And disappointment, Russ Martin, Kendris Morales. Uh, disappointments. I, I don't know. Russ Martin just kind of has disappointed me. I mean, he's been good. He's been he's good with the pitchers for sure, but his bat. And even his ability to throw runners out now, I'm, I don't, I just, I, I don't know. He's kind of been a disappointment to me. I don't know. And Kendris Morales has just been a complete bust, waste of money. But I can't disagree he had a with you. Decent year last year. Mm, who Kendris? Yeah. He's like useless, man. He all he can do is he's, he's a DH. He well, can't play we, anything else. Yeah, that's what we bought him for. Yeah, but even then, I mean, what were his numbers? How many times he's he hasn't been good. He's almost like he almost they almost want to get out of his contract. I think that those two for me are going to be disappointments. Okay. Uh, Now, what are the keys you think to success for this season? Keys to success are everybody staying healthy. I think if we can stay healthy, we can have a great season. Have strong. Having Strowman and Sanchez healthy as your one-two punch, then having Estrada, Hap, have bounce-back years. Um, and then also Jamie Garcia, he's projected to have the fifth spot, who's a pitcher that I think could be a really good addition. Another key to success is our offense needs to be there. Uh, we scored the fewest runs in the American League last season. For a team of our caliber, that isn't something that can happen again. Yep. Our bullpen looks good. I think we have a solid team this year, and I think we have a better team than last year, even though my expectations for last year were higher, but it is what it is. Yeah, you know, and to tell you the truth, I've been tough on management, but I think they, they, they've played it kind of smart. I think they played it smart. Yeah. Um, now, for me, I feel like starting pitching is the main thing. Got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they want to stay competitive. But the good thing is, is they got younger, I think, at almost every position. Yeah, for sure. And and Bye a big Bautista. issue last season was the, the outfield with Batista and Pierce, and we had nobody playing left. And But yeah. I think now where you got Granderson, you have Grishik, you have Hernandez, you have Pilar, you have Alford, you have Pompey, you have uh, Smith Jr. I mean... There's a lot of guys who could play outfield right now. I think we're really deep there. It's going to be real competitive. Um, there's a lot of good good players in the outfield. We've got a lot of speed. We're younger. Um, bullpen is decent, I think. I think it, uh, it's probably middle of the pack to above average. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we still got to see more of them, but I think this could be a pretty good bullpen. Um, but I think the hitting is where the focus point has to be on. They got to get on base more. They gotta get those singles, those doubles, and uh, they gotta wear pitchers down instead of striking out so much because they struck out way too much last year. Yeah, I don't think our issue was getting on base. I think our issue was just cashing the runs, well, moving the bases. Yeah. yeah, that was the thing, right? And I mean, this is not like that once deadly hitting lineup. Yeah, which I like. I never, I was never, I, I was never a fan of just powerhouse. That's right. Yeah. Bats. I like the small ball because. Come playoffs, that's where you win games. I think we'll see that. Ball. I think we have a decent balance of of that, where we yeah. have some power in the lineup, but I, I feel like you're going to see there's a little more speed on the team. Uh, that was an issue last year for sure. We were so slow. Mm-hmm. But some of these younger bodies were faster. And, yeah, I just want to see them move move the bases. Yeah. Let's cash in those and not strand people and strike out. So, yeah, that's that. Um, and then, so what, it, what are your expectations for the Blue Jays this year? What do you got? Um, I think they're going to do better than last season. I think last season's record was, there's a little asterisk beside it. It was a little deflated because of key injuries to Russell, Donaldson, and Sanchez last year. People don't realize how key Sanchez being in the lineup will be. Um, those three, bo- all three of those guys are key pieces to our lineup. 
So my prediction for wins this season are between 89 to 92 wins. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Kids possible. And like, listen, I'm not saying Russell Martin's a bad player. Don't get me wrong there. I just feel like, I don't know, his bat. And, you know, it, it could be the issue where I think they're playing him too high in the lineup. I think he, he's better suited playing a little bit, you know, like in the seven, eight, nine spot, something like that. They they were playing him like second a lot. I don't feel like that's where he's meant to be. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll keep an eye on on Martin. Hopefully he proves me wrong. Um, for me, my expectations are wild card. Yeah, I think we're gonna be battling for that wild card spot till the end. I think we could be. I we're definitely a mid. I think we can get at least mid eighties in wins. Hopefully more than that. I I can see us battling for a wild card if everything goes right. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about the Blue Jays is the future is bright. We we've really filled that prospect pool. It was empty. Yeah, but these guys, these this new management team, they were smart. I was kind of hard on them for not making the moves, big moves, but they were smart. They played it smart. These guys are really smart. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So I think we're in good hands uh, with that. And uh, yeah, that's what I got there. Okay. That was Word on the Birds. Now, it's everybody's favorite segment. It's Real Live with Lewis and Gibby. Yeah. Yeah. What you got for me? All right. So, when we were younger, we were both very, very big wrestling fans. Oh, I thought you were going to share a different story. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. Yeah, I wet the bed, okay? I'll get it back. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on. Name your top three favorite wrestlers and your bottom three favorite wrestlers, or bottom three least favorite. And give your reasons why, if you have reasons or just didn't like them or whatever. (sighs) Okay, so... Okay, this is tough. Um, Okay, so favorite. I'll go with favorites first. Uh, 100%, I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. So Hulk Hogan, definitely... Mm-hmm. One of my favorites of all time. Uh, Got to go with the Macho Man, Randy. I loved Randy Savage. R.I.P. Randy. Okay. I just I just loved him. Oh yeah, he was intense. Um, and New Age Stone Cold Steve Austin. You can't leave Stone Cold Steve Austin out of there. Mm-hmm. He he was just amazing. Like me growing up, I had pictures of Austin. I just loved him. He was amazing. Uh. I'm going to honorable mention the NWO Wolfpack. NWO. I, like, loved the Wolfpack, man. I don't know. They just, they were the best. Mm -hmm. So, definitely my favorites. Now, worst wrestlers. Ones that just were terrible, that I hated. Mm -hmm. Um, Doink the Clown. (laughs) (laughs) that guy that was a terrible wrestler okay yeah terrible idea okay like (coughs) horrible uh gilberg oh my god i remember gilberg the little version version of gilberg (laughs) it was funny don't get me wrong it was funny but he's a terrible wrestler yeah that was more of a gimmick yeah and kind of, this was a newer age guy too. Hornswoggle, the little yeah, leprechaun yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestler. Like, come <laughs> yeah. on, man. Like, come on. So, those are definitely the worst in my books. Okay. What about you? Okay. My three favorite wrestlers growing up were Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I loved Stone Cold. Yeah. I loved. Every time that glass broke, yeah. oh, buddy. Yeah. I loved Goldberg. Um, and I also loved, uh, I, I'd go with The Rock. I really like The Rock. Um. You seemed like a guy who liked Gilbert over Goldberg. <laughs> no, not a, th- not a chance. <laughs> not a chance in hell. Um, three guys that I didn't, that I never liked was John Bradshaw Layfield. I don't know, but the, you remember Bradshaw from the Acolytes? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Bradshaw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I Bradshaw never... Bradshaw and Farouk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They were like I just, team partners. I just never liked him. There was something <laughs> about him. Never liked him. Chris Jericho always bothered me. Yeah? I never liked Chris Jericho, 
even though he's a Canadian guy, but I just never liked him. And then Spike Dudley. Really? You yeah. didn't like Spike I Dudley? I hated Spike Why? Dudley. Why? Because he's just, he was such a, he was such a, lo- like a little <laughs> you just, shit. Like, so these are guys that you like hated. Yeah, just looking at them just bothered me. See, I wasn't like, there's a lot of guys that I hated. These are just, for me, I'm just thinking, of, I thought of the worst wrestlers. Like Those guys are like irrelevant. Like they shouldn't even be wrestlers. Okay. But, well, I said least favorite. I didn't say who was shitty wrestlers. Whatever. I just, whatever. I just thought of you would have filled the. Well, oh, they are my least favorite. They're terrible wrestlers. Yeah, Every time no, I, I see them, I'm like, who are these guys? Get them out of here. I right? was actually watching. Uh, Even though, like, just watching Gilbert walk in was pretty funny. But after that, like, it did nothing for me. I was talking to uh, one of my coworkers. What did you? Did you remember when Gold Dust got electrocuted? And then there was like that whole gimmick of him like having like Tourette's. No. See, why does nobody remember that? Oh, maybe I was already fading away. Dude, it was so funny. When you when we're done, Google uh, Goldust uh, interviews when he had Tourette's. Goldust. Like, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was it was so funny. Like, he, like, pretended to have Tourette's in, like, random outbursts. Oh, my God. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. So, uh, <laughs> see you next week. No, okay. Goodbye. Okay, uh, you know what time it is now. Dude, why do you always miss this? What about yours? Oh, yeah. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, mine's real simple today. I went easy on you. <laughs> okay. Uh, just uh, tell us how you got the nickname Gibby. And I'll tell them how I got the nickname Lewis. Okay, guys. Actually, I get a lot of people asking us, like, dude, why why is he named Lewis and why are you Gibby? So okay. my real name's Ryan. Yeah. and That's I'm, all I'll give you. Hi, I'm Phil. Ryan um, and Phil. Ryan and Phil Ryan sounds and Phil, boring. There's no, no ring to it. Yeah, Lewis and Gibby. But anyway, way those better. are our nicknames, so it's not okay. Like so just... Gibby, as you well for those that don't know, John Gibbons is the the manager of the Jays, and Ryan Lewis and a couple of our buddies they seem to think that I have the Gibby. It's called the Gibby Waddle. So basically, when if anybody watches the Blue Jays, you watch. Um, Gibby go out and sig- signal for the bullpen, like his little walk that he has. Yeah. Ryan and the rest of my buddies seem to think that I have that walk. Yeah. I have does. a little waddle. So if so you ever watch Gibbons come to the mound and, you know, calling for the closer or uh, bullpen arm, you'll see him do a little waddle to the mound. That's how uh, yeah. Gibby walks. Yeah. And when we all have uh, a couple cups of water, uh, when we have a little bit too much water, they they find entertainment in saying sometimes like oh Gibby do the do the waddle do the do the walk <laughs> do the walk Gibby, but yeah uh, that's uh, that's how I got my name. Mine is kind of weird. It's just like random. <laughs> it just happened randomly. Uh, me and my cousin uh, hanging out, and I don't know. He likes to make up names sometimes, and he just called me Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he no, like or... he he like kind of like stumbled upon your he like forgot your name or some shit and then he was just like like, lewis yeah and he just called me lewis and so then eventually we entered this beer pong tournament and we were called team lewis yeah so we were actually called team lewis and then after that it just kind of stuck because on the back of my beer pong jersey it said lewis and everybody was calling me lewis and after that it just stuck (laughs) lewis 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 so i'm lewis hi hi nice to meet you hey Okay, now. There we go. Are we ready? Yeah, now. Yeah. Me, me. Okay. Yeah. In there. Yeah. yeah. There okay. we go. Uh, uh, you know what time it is, Gibby? What time is it, Lewis? Weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. Weekly. We pick Dang. sports because we like it. Hey, so. Two and O. Oh. Nice. For About me, time. it ain't over till it's over, Gibbs. Yeah, whatever. So I, I chose... You're, math, you're probably mathematically eliminated, but that's fine. No. I chose Tampa to beat the Rangers. 4-2. Tampa won 5-3. Nice. Cha-ching. I chose Boston to beat Chicago 4-3. Boston won 7-4. Woo. No extra points, but I'll take it. Two and O. That improves me to 20, 22 and one. Gotta go two and O this week. Get to five hundred. I'm choosing Florida to beat Edmonton. Four to two. Ooh. And I'm choosing yes. I will be at the game this week. I'm choosing Montreal to beat the Leafs four three. 
Because I'm at the game. <laughs> and I'm bringing the luck. Were you about to throw up or something? What's going on there? Uh, I had to hold a burp in. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm 4-3, 4-2. Okay. I was going to touch on that game, but I also didn't want to, like, I wanted to bet against them, but I didn't want to. Okay. Whatever. I said, you know what? At this point in the season, I never bet on the has, but at this point, what do I got to lose? Yeah. So I went 1-1 one and one this week. Um, I took Buffalo to beat Ottawa 4-1. Buffalo ended up winning 4-3. And I also took F- Winnipeg to beat Philly. I lost Philly 1-2-1. So now I'm 25-17-3. And for my new picks, I'm taking Toronto versus Buffalo. I'm taking Toronto 4-2. And I went opposite of you. So either one of us is going to win or not. I went Edmonton, Florida. I took Edmonton with the upset 3-2. So we shall see. I chose that game because Florida's fighting for their lives and Edmonton's just nobody cares. They don't care. So screw them. I just took Edmonton because they could be spoiler. I like like a duel. I like a duel. Yeah. I can respect that. Okay. Cool. Fun. All right. uh, Oh, listen. So listeners, I mean, if you're a good good writer, uh, we're looking... To add somebody to the Habs team, we want somebody to write for yeah. us because we suck. We can't write. We can just talk. I like to talk. I'm a talker. Yeah, me too. Uh, so we're looking for someone to join the team with us at, here at uh, Have a Listen. So if you could write, we'd like to see some of your work. Join us. What we'll do is every two weeks we're gonna have a, a segment where you just you'll be a guest on the show. We'll talk about you know a highlighted article that you wrote. Obviously, something that's relevant to what's going on with the team. So it'll be one article every two weeks, really. That's it. And we'll highlight it. We'll talk it. And you'll be a member of the show. And we can bring you in and every once in a while. And, yeah, be part of the team. Yeah. So uh, send us your uh, resumes. Yeah, let's, uh, let's If you're interested. It. Only if you're interested. Yeah. If not, I'll just have to plagiarize. <laughs> <laughs> Steal some stuff from The Athletic or something like that. Just put some random name on it. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. We're lying about that, guys. We're kidding. It's <laughs> a joke. It's a joke. Come on. <laughs> uh, signing off. Arpin Basu. No, I mean. <laughs> 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 All right. See ya later. Peace. <laughs>